Good morning. Uh, I want to start off uh, reading some uh, quotes for you. I have a perfect horror of words that are not backed up by deeds. No man is justified in doing evil on the grounds of expedience. Few, few men have virtue to withstand the highest bidder. I have said nothing but that which I am willing to live by, and if it be the pleasure of Almighty God, to die by. In all my perplexities and distresses, the Bible has never failed to give me light and strength. My chief concern is to try to be an humble, earnest Christian. And be sure that you are right, and then go ahead. Each one of these citations by people history has esteemed great in their own work, if, if they had been said by the prophet Daniel, they, these quotes would not fail to follow perfectly with the words, actions, and thoughts of Daniel that we have recorded betwixt the bindings of the good book. In fact, a fine description of Daniel of how he conducted himself is found in Proverbs 10, verse 9. He who walks with integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will become known. Daniel held himself to such a standard of integrity, of excellent integrity, that we can rightfully declare to be extraordinary. Solomon speaks of those people who do bad things and how their actions are always found out. We know from Daniel 6.5, which is just read for us, that not only nothing was coming to light about any sin of Daniel, but those under the king couldn't even dig up anything about him. 6.5 reads, Then these men said, We shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Unless worshiping God is a crime, there's nothing wrong with Daniel. That leads us to an understanding of the, the purity and uprightness of Daniel. He, like any of our role models should be, was a God-fearing, friendly, and humble soldier of truth. For us to honestly claim that we have a deep-down understanding, and not just a basic knowledge of Daniel's story, we must dive in with all that we have into, into the Bible, into the Word, in the book of Daniel. The study must be thorough, and we must find the truth through careful meditation and prayer, whether it's in this building or outside. The study of the character of Daniel must begin not with Daniel himself, but with a study of the Lord, who is the base and firm foundation of every one of Daniel's actions. The Lord is in and filling all of Daniel, as Daniel allowed God's presence and Holy Spirit to dwell in him, guiding every one of his life choices. The diligent student of our Almighty Heavenly Father, understands God's love, power, and even His fascinating and sometimes frightening mystery. God was around before and during and after the beginning of time. He's, he's always around. He continues to be. Regarding God's presence, we read in Exodus 3.14, as, as Moses stands in awe of the Lord at the burning bush, the bush that is on fire but is not consumed because of the power of Almighty God, it reads... And God says to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. The Lord was, is, and always will be. Thus God is, I am. Daniel was raised as one of the children of Israel who descended from Moses and his, his line, the children of Israel. These are the chosen people of God. And this understanding was with Daniel from his birth. He knew whose he was. In Acts chapter 2, Peter says that God has done wonderful works. In Genesis, God created everything. 
and he made it well and good. You can see it now. You can look outside of the beauty of nature. You'll see it when you walk to your car in a little while. You can see it in each one of the folks here today, inner and outward beauty. You can see that. We can see that through the entirety of our lives. And the words of our American frontiersmen speak well of the idea we must comprehend. O oh God, what a world of beauty hast thou made for man, and yet how poorly does he requite thee for it. He does not even repay thee with gratitude. Not only has God done marvelous things, he still does them today. We can't ignore how great God is and how amazing his love is for us. Further, we know, we know that God does love us. John three fourteen through 17 says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. This amazing grace is present within us today. And with the right understanding of Almighty God, we can see the Lord's hand throughout Daniel's life. Daniel was chosen among the young men of Israel for the services of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. He was chosen because, according to Daniel chapter 1, verse 4, he was a young man in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge, and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. That's the Babylonians. From then on, Daniel could see the hand of providence working to his benefit. Daniel was well-fed, clothed, and he had a roof over his head in a strange and foreign land. Though Daniel, being a young man, probably did not understand the total plan of the Lord, not that any man or any person understands to the fullest extent the plan of the Lord, but Daniel knew that God would not forsake him, and Daniel would not forsake the Lord. We, like Daniel, have, have the word of God here. We have copies of it in every pew. We have it in our homes. We have this here. God understands human doubts, however, and he reassures us. In Deuteronomy and the book of Hebrews, it is said that God will never leave you nor forsake you. How many people can you honestly say would do that for you? God will never leave you nor forsake you. Daniel, though he faced great trials knew that God would not leave him or forsake him. How precious is the consolation flowing from the Christian's assurance that all things work together for good to them that love God. That's, that's not a quote from Daniel, but I think it, it carries great weight. So I'm going to read it again. How precious is the consolation flowing from the Christian's assurance that all things work together for good to them that love God. What, what can we do but explore further into the character of Daniel, the faithful servant of the Lord? We know much about Daniel from the book, stemming from his background and all the way through his life as a prophet for the scattered people of God. But we also know he would understand the words of Solomon in Proverbs 18.24, which says, A man who has friends must first be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Keep in mind the experiences that Daniel and his friends, these young men, had. They had lived through the ransacking of their home. The nation they felt proud to be a part of was gone. It was wiped out. It was, it was obliterated. The temple to their Lord, their Lord and our Lord today, was violated and scarred by a hateful people. 
they were taken away from the homes of their youth and the country that they love. Their homes and their families, they're destroyed. Most importantly, however, was that they all matured with the Lord as their God. They could see that. They could see that the Lord was their guide and their protection. They all served him, and they knew they could count on the Lord to save their souls. Not necessarily from these small problems and troubles of the life, but from the snares and the sin of the devil. These loyal and trustworthy friends of Daniel were Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. But the Chaldeans gave them new names by which they're better known, especially from when the Lord decided to save them from the king's furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I grew up with a preacher saying, your shack, my shack, and a bungalow. (laughs) Nevertheless, in all seriousness, this book shows us four men who decided prior to the test to obey the laws of their God and acknowledge the covenant of love that God upheld with them. When we are put through scenarios, when you are and when I am, the ones that try our morals, the ones that question our allegiance to God, we must understand that it is not without practice and forethought that we will arise with the Lord from the trials and tests of temptation. Without the decision being made before, beforehand that you will obey the Lord and his commands, when the time comes for you to decide whether you go ahead and act that way or say those things or do that thing that, despise, that the Lord despises, you've got to decide to serve God before that decisive moment arrives. If you don't, your lack of self-control, your love for the indulgences of life may overcome you. And I dare say it most likely will, because we're all people. And when that happens, we plunge the nails farther and farther into the hands and the feet of Jesus. We put him on that cross every time that we sin. Every time we think thoughts that are deceptive or dishonest or immoral or selfish. We put Jesus on that cross when we put ourselves before the Lord and before his church. If we're looking at Daniel, let's see what he knew about his position with the Lord. He knew that he should be thankful to Almighty God for the revelation of the dreams, for the salvation God offers, and for the life that God gives us. In Daniel 2, verse 20 and following, Daniel exclaims, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might, and have now made known to me what we asked of you, for you have made known to us the king's demands. Daniel knows all of this, and Paul explains a similar matter in his letter to the Colossians. Paul writes that we are to be filled with the knowledge of his will, with all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and all long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us He has conveyed us, that's you and me, each one of us, into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, 
the forgiveness of sins. Nothing, I mean nothing, but divine providence allowed Daniel to survive in an environment as hostile to the Lord's servants as what he experienced. The beginning of Daniel chapter 6 talks about Daniel being promoted to the position of satrap under King Darius of Persia. A satrap today would be similar to the governor of one of our United States. The scriptures specifically talk about the other successes of Daniel. He was a prophet for God, speaking to the people. He was, he was a servant of the Lord and a faithful worker in the king's staff. He was a friend at all times. Daniel was the best. Just like one who trains to win the gold in the athletic competition, so Daniel distinguished himself as better than the other governors and satraps. This is not due to any work of Daniel. Though Daniel was neither lazy nor uh, failing in his duties, this success and great performance is due solely to what Daniel 3 calls an excellent spirit being in him. And that can't be anything but the Lord. That can't be anything but the Holy Spirit working in him. Daniel was considered by the king for the position of ruler of the entire Persian kingdom. Folks, this ain't no coincidence. Isaiah says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Daniel was lifted up and exalted by Almighty God because of his servitude to the Lord. This is not unlike the words of Christ. Jesus said that the one who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Jesus said this in regard to the scribes and Pharisees, the people who are constantly nagging at him, trying to find something wrong. These people who sought their own praise in the days when God walked among them as a man. They sought greatness among God. When even our greatest achievements are dirty rags compared to even the smallest successes of the Lord. Daniel, however, sought not glory, but only the fulfillment of his duty as a worker of God. As God's laborer, Daniel knew his job. It is written for us by the king of Israel, Solomon. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. We know Daniel was not concerned with fame or wealth. He had no quarrel, however, with serving in position of honor or lowly servitude. He went from being part of the spoils of war, just some young kid, to being in the position of governor of an entire region of Persia. He, like Paul, had known good times and bad times. But looking back at the words of Solomon and Ecclesiastes, God is going to judge us by our every action. No one thing is secret, good or evil. Whether we think it's slightly good or slightly bad, nothing is secret from the Lord. And let's also not separate what God has said to mean that we must level out our good works and our evil works and try to tip the scale of life toward our goodness and salvation rather than that condemnation. It is not by works alone that we are saved, but by the mercy, grace, sacrifice, and love of Jesus Christ that we may someday hope to enter the kingdom of heaven. Daniel never made his good deeds known to the people for fame's sake. He knew 
that his reputation with people mattered. But it is the soul's standing with the Lord that determines fate. Also, as we saw earlier, not only would God not forsake Daniel and his friends, Daniel nor his friends would forsake the Lord. When we see that Daniel cares more for his reputation in the courts of the Lord than in the courts of men, and that Daniel was willing to go to the end of the line, the end of the line to stand up for what God has said and for God's commands, Daniel's fortitude in tough situations makes absolute perfect sense. In chapter 6, the politicians of Daniel's day, these governors, were scheming against Daniel. Like 6.5 says, there was nothing bad about Daniel unless a law was made saying that worshiping God was illegal. So that's just what they did. A law was passed denying Daniel the ability to legally pray to and worship God. What if that happened today? But upon finding this out, Daniel acted properly in his time. He immediately went to God in prayer. In the peace and the solitude of his quarters alone, he went to God to petition with him. Finding, finding out Daniel's illegal activity of praying and worshiping, Daniel was immediately punished by being thrown into the lion's den. And this isn't just some cave that happens to have a lion in it every once in a while. This is lions who are ravenous and ready to devour whatever enters. Verse six, chapter 6, verse 24 talks about them devouring immediately anyone who walks into their lair. Daniel, however, is content with the Lord and his situation. Daniel doesn't worry. The lions do not devour him. The Lord sends angels to seal the mouths of these beasts. Daniel is saved by the Lord. In the face of mortal danger, Daniel looks death squarely in the eye and declares his allegiance to the Lord. He gives God all the praise for his survival. And King Darius comes to the realization of God's sovereignty because of Daniel and because of his faith. I say today that we should be in just as much awe, if not more, of God's saving power and love for mankind as Daniel was at the moment of his salvation amidst the worst of situations. Nevertheless, some people aren't convinced. Maybe that's you. Let there be no confusion. God is not going to change. He never changes. His word doesn't lose its validity and its power with time. The fact that the book of Daniel is in, is in the Old Testament, this half, rather than the New Testament, the new half. The, it's, it's in the Old Covenant with the people of Israel. It's not in the New Testament. That should have no negative effect on our belief in God and the way that this story carries. In fact, God being kind enough to show us that he not only loves us but giving Christ for us, but that he has saved his children in the past should increase exponentially our devotion and our love for him. The last words of the book of Daniel are these, But you, go your way till the end, for you shall rest and will arise to your inheritance at the end of the days. Will you arise to an inheritance on judgment day? Are you going to follow the path of Daniel's life, that, that faithful servitude to God? Are you serving God, putting, putting all your selfishness and worldly concerns to the side? Are you devoting yourself to God's commands and to an understanding of the love that Jesus ha had for you when he, he let himself be crucified and killed on that cross? 
Are you loving like Jesus loved? Our Heavenly Father loves us just as much as He loved Daniel. And He has given us the chance to be rid of worry in this life and be saved for eternity to live with Him in heaven. We have to hear His word. We have to believe it. We have to repent of our wicked ways. We have to be baptized into Christ and later walk with Jesus in the light. And if there is anything that we can do or anything that you need to do, I beg you to do it right now. But if there's anything that you can do to be saved and to walk with Jesus today, please come forward as we stand and as we sing.